Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is going to be a really good Bible study breakdown episode inside the book of 2 Peter. And I want to share with you a little bit about my experience, my lifelong experience with the Lord. So first off, as long as I can remember, I've been a believer, like went to church, went to the summer um, vacation Bible schools, loved them. I actually, I went to anybody else go to like your own home church vacation Bible school and then like your grandma's vacation Bible school, because we definitely did that. Uh, I, I, I've just always been somebody that believes in the Lord. Now, with that being said, Yes, I've always been a believer. And for most of my life, I've been a very lukewarm Christian. Like believing that there's a God, but like not really having this really intimate relationship with him, not really seeing him as this like Abba heavenly father that loves me so much, but rather kind of like this far off distance, like, you know, leader that that's, that wants me to stay in line. In fact, um, I was so lukewarm that if you were to scroll back far enough on my Instagram to the years of like 2019, um, you would find some posts that I am not proud of. Okay. That is transparency. Um, Like I said, I've always been a believer, but I've never, I, I, I wasn't until, until 2020 really having that like heart on fire for Christ. And like I said, in 2020, when the entire world turned upside down, the Lord took that opportunity to have a, like a coming to Jesus meeting with me. And I say that pun intended, right? Um, the Lord really shook me out of my lukewarmness back in 2020. Now, fast forward to today, August of 2023, I am far from perfect. Far, 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 far from perfect. However, I believe that I've made some major, major progress when it comes to reflecting Christ in my business. And I still remember the day that God told me to bring him into the coaching space. So it was, um, I believe uh, it was 2020 at that time. It was kind of the time where the Lord was really rocking my world um, from a faith perspective. And my business just like wasn't really doing too hot. And at the time there, when I really started my business back in 2019, um, I remember seeing a lot of new age happening in the online space. Like I wasn't seeing like like Christian business coaches. I'm sure that I know that they were out there. I just wasn't seeing them. I wasn't really seeing a lot of people proclaim the name of Jesus, I was hearing universe. I was hearing calling things in from the universe and like just, just, just things that I just don't personally resonate with, uh, things that would be characterized as very new age beliefs. And it was at that time, like I said, where the Lord told me to bring him into the coaching space. And even more specifically, he told me that my title would be faith-based business coach. Now, since then, it's evolved. Um, and my title, if you look on Instagram right now, is High Ticket Sales Coach. Uh, nonetheless, though, this is the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. And Bible's is first for a reason, okay? My mission is to inspire Christian coaches, Christian entrepreneurs to be diligent in their faith and build these really bold businesses that have massive success, yes, for their families. Yes, for their bank accounts. Yes, for their clients. And most of all, for the kingdom. 
Okay. Today we're going to be studying some hidden gems. Well, not not hidden, but 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 some gems, if you will, that are within the pages of Second Peter. It is wild how close to the end of the Bible we are getting. Last year, I committed to doing a Bible study breakdown episode every week, um, going through the books of the Bible chronologically, and we are almost to the end. Like we are almost to Revelation, which is I, I don't even know what my topic is going to be in Revelation. To be honest, Revelation is just I've read it, and it is such a big, it's such a big book, right? But that's a conversation for another time. Today, we are in the book of 2 Peter, and we're specifically going to be exploring the seven game-changing traits that every Christian entrepreneur, every Christian online coach, any, any person, okay, any online, whether you're an online entrepreneur, you're a brick-and-mortar entrepreneur, anybody who is a business owner and proclaims the name of Jesus should be working towards embodying these seven characteristics, Okay. So that's what's inside of the today's episode. So I need you to go ahead and grab your Bible. We're also at the very end of the episode. I'm going to be reminding you of something massively, massively exciting that is coming to you next week. It may have something to do with High Ticket Powerhouse. It may have something to do with an all-inclusive retreat in Florida, something about a pool, something about me paying for all of your food and your drinks and a photo shoot for your business? I don't know, something like that. It's at the end of this episode, friend. Let's do it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, My husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this.
All right, friends, we are just going to get right into it. And I'm going to start reading to you from the book of 2 Peter, starting in at verse 3 and going through verse 7. And it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And now I put that in brackets and I put a note next to that um, saying that we lack nothing. Now we lack nothing, not because of who we are, but because who Christ is. Okay. That Christ is provider, that Christ is Jehovah Jireh. And it's so interesting that so many of our issues, mindset issues specifically, and especially when it comes to business, comes from this belief of scarcity, this belief of this belief of lack, this belief of not enough. Either I'm not enough, I don't have enough, and we have to recognize, like, we we just have to we we have to ask ourselves, okay, do we believe that God is provider or do we not? Okay, because it says right here in Scripture, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. If God has called us to something, then He's going to provide every single thing we need to to accomplish whatever it is that He's calling us to. But yet, the enemy comes so hard at us with spiritual warfare. And so many times at spiritual warfare, the root of it is trying to convince us that we lack something. Okay, that 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 there's a scarcity issue, whether it's you are not enough or I'm not enough or there's not enough money or there's not enough talent or there's not enough clients or there's not enough something. Right. And that is so, so opposite of what the Bible says. Okay, and again, it's not because we are so high and mighty. It's because of who Christ is. So that that's not even what really this episode is about, but it's something that I wanted to take note of. Okay, keep I'm um, keeping going here. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Now listen up to the next passage, okay? I hope you've had your your ears turned on. Now, especially turn your ears on, okay? In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and with knowledge with self-control and self-control with patience and patience and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Did you catch the seven characteristics, those seven traits that Peter's talking about in the book that we need to really be trying to embody as believers? Did you catch those? Because I don't know about you, I really had to look at it multiple times and I even needed ChatGPT's help um, or not ChatGPT. Um, ChatGPT does help me with the podcast, but um, there's this resource on YouTube called The Bible Project and it's an incredible resource. Essentially what they did is they created videos that are like no more than 10 minutes and each of these videos breaks down a different book of the Bible. So think of it kind of like a Bible study breakdown episode, except for it's giving you like a 30,000 foot view of each book of the Bible and with illustrations and it's just it's just a great free resource again look it up it's the bible project on youtube um i needed i needed the bible project on youtube's support in helping me really pick out in the scripture what these seven traits were i have a list for you and we're going to go through them here i'm going to i'm going to give you the seven traits 
here, but then I'm also going to demonstrate for you, or not demonstrate, well, hopefully I'm demonstrating for you. Hopefully I'm demonstrating in in my day-to-day in business. Um, But I'm going to give you an example of how we can embody this in our business. So number one, I hope you have a pen and paper ready, um, as long as you're not driving. Number one is goodness. Okay, and in the scripture, it ca- it talks um, about moral excellence. Okay, um, in other words, goodness. Okay, so the way that we can have goodness in our business is by having integrity. Now, are there other ways that we can have goodness? Absolutely, but I just jotted down an example, one example, one to two examples for each of these characteristics. So, having integrity in your business, are you being honest? Are you being fair? Are you um, not being perfect? Nobody's asking you to be perfect, but but are you doing your best to have integrity? Okay, that's number one, goodness. Number two, godliness. Now, of all seven, I really struggled with this one the most. Because when I ask myself, do I have godliness, it's really challenging for me to think of myself as godly because God is perfect and I am not. Um, But as I sat with this and I thought, okay, how can I write an example of how we can reveal godliness in our business? This thought came to me um, by asking ourselves the question, when we come to different decisions in our business, asking ourselves this question. If Christ in the flesh were sitting here right next to me, would I do what I'm about to do? Would I post what I'm about to post? Would I say what I'm about to say? Now, is Holy, like, like I believe in the Trinity, like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? And Holy Spirit is living inside of us, okay? So that's part of the Trinity. It is, I believe, easy for us to forget that Holy Spirit is always in the room right? Because we can't see tangibly Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And so that's why I said, if Christ in the flesh, okay? Now, like I said, Holy Spirit is always living inside of you, but I think that it just like hits a little differently when we ask the question to ourselves, hey, if I was literally sitting in a room with God, if God was sitting across from me, if Christ in the flesh was looking me dead in the eyes right now, would I do what I'm about to do? Would I say what I'm about to say, what I post, what I'm about to post, okay? And in order to know the answer to that question, here's the thing, we have to actually know Christ. We actually have to have this deep relationship with him because if we let the world define to us who Christ is, it's gonna get it wrong, okay? And this is what I'm talking about. For so many years, I didn't have this like personal deep relationship with the Lord. And so like I knew who he was, we just, it was more kind of like one of those things where it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, God, like he's a friend of a friend. I know of him. I don't really know him. That That's kind of what our relationship was like. Um, and so over the years, I've been, I've been really trying to get to know Christ, like get to know God. And one of the best ways that we can get to know God is by reading his word, right? So if we have to ask ourselves or, or when we get to ask ourselves the question, hey, if Christ in the flesh we're sitting right here next to me. Would I do what I'm about to do? Would I say what I'm about to say? Would I post what I'm about to post? In order for us to have an accurate answer, okay, we have to actually know who Christ is, okay? Another little side note to that is James 1.5 says that we can ask for wisdom and God will not withhold it from us, but we have to actually believe that God's going to give us wisdom. And if Holy Spirit is alive within you, then the Holy Spirit is going to give us this beautiful conviction which is not this like shaming feeling, not this feeling of anxiety, but almost like this feeling of like lifting, like lifting you out of a dark place and setting you on a place of holy ground, this conviction to know what is right and what is wrong. So that was number two, godliness. 
Number three is knowledge. Um, You could also probably swap this word out for wisdom. Now, the book of Proverbs is like the go-to book when it comes to wisdom, okay? So if you're looking for wisdom, go to the book of Proverbs. It is my favorite book in the Bible. So how can we embody knowledge when it comes to our businesses? So number one, uh, asking God for wisdom in our business. Just like I said, James 1.5, that if we ask the Lord for wisdom, he's not going to withhold it from us. He's not going to rebuke us for asking. However, there's a caveat to us asking. We have to believe that he's actually going to give us wisdom, okay? We can't be um, double-minded. We, we can't have one foot in, one foot out. We have to believe that the Holy Spirit is actually going to give us wisdom, okay? So that's one way that we can demonstrate knowledge in our business. Another way is a little bit more, um, a little less, I would say, spiritual and a little bit more like like school study <laughs> type of type of uh, example, um, we can embody and, and demonstrate knowledge by sharpening our skills within whatever niche you're in, okay? So if you're in the sales niche, by learning more and more about sales, getting better and better and better at sales. If you're in the health niche, um, really developing and honing in on your craft and on your skills, really being excellent. That's a principle of the Bible. There's many times in the Bible where, where people who were followers, um, or people who who loved the Lord, they were excellent at what they did. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, excellent at, at their at their job. Um, David in the lion's den, David was ec- now. Hold on, David, not David. Is it David? Okay, you know what I mean. Um, the lion's den. Okay, Daniel, Daniel. I don't know. You know what I mean, right? Um, it's in the same book as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. All four of those men, which it says actually in the scripture that they were all friends. Forgive me for for forgetting if it was Daniel or David. Okay, I think it's actually Daniel. Daniel and the lion's den. But anyway, um, all four of those men were excellent at their craft. Okay, you do not hear about people in the Bible who the Lord um, is like, like, like you do not hear a whole lot of like mediocrity happening in the Bible. You don't, you don't, you don't hear about a whole lot of like average Joes. I mean, like, yes, God called average people, called unqualified people to do miraculous things for him. But what you also see is people really embodying this principle of excellence, not perfection, but being really excellent and taking their role seriously and working as if they were working for the Lord. Hey, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? That's because that's in scripture. Okay. So sharpen your skills, becoming one of the best at what you do, if not the best, being excellent is a way that you can demonstrate knowledge. Number four, endurance. This one, I talk about this all the time on the podcast, but the way that we can demonstrate endurance is not quitting. Not quitting, okay? Staying dedicated when things get tough. And I know that that's so much easier said than done because believe me, there was a day when I was sitting in bed, bawling my eyes out, scrolling through job applications on my laptop because my business was just trash at the time, okay? I was considering, I was contemplating quickly, quickly. (laughs) I was contemplating quitting, okay? I was contemplating it, okay? But the Heavenly Father, if you never heard this story, slide in my DMs, I'll tell it to you. Um, I'll save it for another time, though. The Lord just like really used somebody in that moment to speak to me and spoke life over me and over my business. And it was very shortly after that, my business had had the biggest month it had ever had thus far up to that point. Okay. So endurance is so important. And I think specifically for the coaching space, because the coaching space is highly competitive and it can be really challenging. Mm. 
it can be like I'm sure I was trying to decide which word I wanted to use. It can be really challenging to build a business online. It's not complicated. It's it's actually very simple, but simple doesn't mean easy. Okay. It is it is uncomplicated and challenging to build a successful online coaching business online. That's why so many people quit. So many people quit. That's I, and I believe that that's why so many online coaches are broke. Like if you think that like all of us out here are rolling in the dough, that's just that's just people showing you what they want you to see on Instagram, okay? Most online coaches are broke. The the thing that becomes tempting when you're broke, and I know this because I lived this, is to quit. That like quitting becomes tempting. Going back to a job that guarantees you a paycheck every single two weeks. And even even honestly, covering it up by saying we're being financially responsible or oh, I'm thinking about my children. I'm going back to my, my job. I, I, I'm, I'm being financially responsible by going back to my job, um, back to a paycheck that I can count on every two weeks. Like I'm not saying be reckless. That's not what I'm saying. So don't hear what I'm not saying. But I am saying that like we can really dress things up in our minds to make quitting not feel like quitting. When in reality, it's still quitting, okay? So if God called you to it, he is going to give you, literally, it says right here, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. The devil wants you to believe that there's scarcity. The enemy wants you to believe that you don't have enough, enough resources, enough time, enough knowledge, enough expertise, enough enough results, enough client results, enough, 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 okay? The enemy wants you to believe that, okay? But God will provide for all of your needs. So endurance is something that we have to showcase as Christian entrepreneurs. Number five, self-control. Now, self-control, yes. Like like not saying the first thing that comes to your mind, right? Like making sure that we're not acting out of our flesh. What I wrote down was another instance, I believe, of self-control, which is taking our thoughts captive. You've heard so many times on the podcast actually like like very recently specifically from my mindset mentor Betsy Crony talking about how like just allowing not allowing our brains to just run amok right reeling it in and and questioning thoughts in our head because because your brain will just hand you whatever it is that it thinks you want right so that's why the the the, the bible says that we have to take our thoughts captive and make them make them obedient to Christ it didn't say um, take your thoughts captive and they'll automatically be obedient to Christ. It said, take your thoughts captive. In other words, stop the thought. Like if, you're, if your thoughts are going towards a bad, dark direction, taking those thoughts captive and then making them obedient to Christ. It's not easy. It's also not going to happen automatically. That's why you need to learn how to rewire your brain. The best woman for that job is Betsy Crony. Highly recommend you um, go listen to her podcast, Ignite Her Soul. Go follow her on Instagram, Betsy Crony. She's been on the podcast multiple times. She's incredible um, at actually teaching people how to take their thoughts captive. Okay. Another thing that I wrote down is not allowing your emotions to always drive your decisions. Now, do we have emotions? Yes. Do emotions come from the Lord? Yes. But when we allow our lives to become driven by emotion, that's dangerous, okay? And the emotions that I'm oftentimes seeing when I'm working with coaches is fear, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, and of course, scarcity, lack, feeling like you don't have enough of something, whether that's time, money, resources, qualifications, whatever it is. Scarcity is the lie of the enemy. So that was number five, self-control. Number six brotherly affection. Okay. And I, and I put in parentheses, 
brothers and sisters in Christ. So so a way that we can demonstrate this in our business is seeing clients as brothers and sisters in Christ and treating them as such, like treating them as like siblings in Christ. Another way that we can demonstrate brotherly affection um, and community and fellowship is by surrounding ourselves with people who help us to be more like Jesus. When is the last time that you evaluated your circle and asked yourself, when I'm in this circle, okay, when I'm with the people that I'm most often with, am I more like Christ or am I less like Christ? Okay, it is very important for us to be in fellowship. The Lord called us to be in fellowship as iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens another. Okay. So you need to be in community, whether that is a Bible study, whether that is a prayer group, whether that is, you know, a finding community in your church, whether that is joining a mastermind. Okay. Regardless of what it is, isolation is where the enemy can thrive, okay? Because the enemy can plant things in you that are easier to grow in isolation. But when you're in community and you're in community with other believers, we can kind of see things in each other, like pointing out a stain on the shirt, okay? And not in a judgmental way, but it's kind of like, hey, like friend, I noticed you, it looks like you have like a little stain on your shirt there. Like, hey, let me help you get that out, okay? That's the beauty of community, okay? But we don't get that if we're only ever by ourselves. And this online business is very, very isolating. That's why we have to be extra, extra, extra sure and intentional in going out and finding community, but don't just find any community, okay? Find community that sharpens you. Find community that makes you more like Christ, okay? And number seven, this is the final one, love, okay? Love is the last trait that it mentions in this passage and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Now, um, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but, but I've heard myself, that love is not a feeling, love is an action. Now we can feel all of like the bubbly feelings of love and love is an action that we choose to demonstrate towards people. Now that can be a romantic sense between like you and your spouse. That can be but like a friendly instance. That can be between you and a friend, like a friendly instance between you and a friend. It can be um, like, like in a client, coach client setting, there's lots of ways that we can demonstrate the love of Christ. Uh, one particular way is showing Christ's love in the way that we serve people, okay? Now, how do we as coaches serve people? We serve people, well, in a whole bunch of ways. We serve them We serve them through like live coaching sessions. We serve them through the content that we're creating. And so we could go through a rabbit hole of all the different ways that we can show Christ's love in our businesses. But let's hone in on that content because we haven't talked about content. We haven't talked about content for a while. So, so when you're showcase, when you're creating your content, okay, whether it's for a podcast like this, or whether it's for Instagram or Instagram stories, think of okay, how can I serve my people better? How can I serve my audience more? Jesus served. Jesus demonstrated his love by serving, by giving. So, how can you ask yourself, Lord? How can, ask yourself and ask the Lord, how can I better serve my audience this week in my content? How can I take it above and beyond? Can I do a reel that's super, super helpful? Can I do a carousel graphic? Can I go live? How can I show your love better this week? Okay, so let's just run through those seven one more time. Goodness, godliness, knowledge, endurance, 
self-control, brotherly affection, and love. Friends, before we wrap up today, I want to let you know that the remaining spots for High Ticket Powerhouse are going to be open up next week, okay? Now, if you haven't heard of High Ticket Powerhouse, let me tell you what it is. It is a faith-based six-month group coaching program teaching you how to get more clients and how to turn your coaching business into a money-making machine by creating a really irresistible offer and mastering the art of high-ticket sales. And there is a guarantee on this program that if you show up and do the work, that that you commit to doing what it is that you say you're going to do, I guarantee that you will close enough sales by the end of the program to two times your investment. And if you don't, then I'll continue to mentor you until you do inside of Powerhouse. There is also an all-inclusive weekend retreat included in Powerhouse for the first 10 women who join the next round. Two of those 10 spots are already spoken for. So technically, there's only eight spots left. Okay, so here's what you need to do. You need to follow me on Instagram so that you can keep your eyes peeled next week to get direct access to the powerhouse page, and then to the application. I love you, friend. Thank you for joining me on this episode, and I'll see you next week. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.